we will fight together, we will win together, and then we will seek justice together. Donald Trump delivering something of an ominous speech on Saturday night, providing a bit of a preview of what a second Trump term might look like with him back in the Oval Office. Trump accused Democrats of allowing an invasion of migrants and trying to restart the COVID hysteria. And then there was a, this moment where Trump suggested if president, he would bring charges, nonsensical charges, against political opponents. But remember, it's a, it's a Democrat charging his opponent. Nobody's ever seen anything like it. That means that if I win and somebody wants to run against me, I call my attorney general. I say, listen, indict him. Well, he hasn't done anything wrong that we know of. I don't know. Indict him on income tax evasion. You'll figure it out. Scott Jennings and Essie Cup join us now. Scott, that moment, Trump suggesting he would bring charges against a political opponent, even if he hasn't done anything wrong. I'm sure that his supporters will say he was just joking. What do you make of it? Well, I think this is all just a reflection of the campaign that he is running and intends to run next year if he's the Republican nominee. And it looks like a lot, of, a lot of Republicans agree with this, and that is basically we want a referendum on Trump, all of it. Russia, COVID, January 6th, the legal uh, issues that flowed from that. We want a final apocalyptic referendum, and there's no way we could possibly lose to Joe Biden, and then we're going to settle all scores. That's the pitch. You see it reflected in the campaign rhetoric. You see it reflected in the promises. And right now it looks like about 60% of Republicans say, yeah, why not? Let's just have the final battle here uh, because, hey, we can't possibly lose to Joe Biden. The trouble is Democrats also want a referendum on all this stuff, too. So it's the one unifying thing for both parties in Washington right now. Essie, what was your reaction when you heard this language? Well, sure, it's extreme, but where else do you go after you've incited an insurrection to overturn a Democratic election? I mean, that's as extreme as it gets. And then when you're you're pinned to the wall. Where do you go when you're facing 90 plus indictments uh, or criminal charges and four indictments? I mean, I don't think he feels chastened by any of the things that he's done. A normal person would would say, well, maybe, you know, the indictments and the impeachments, losing in 2020, losing it all for Republicans. Maybe this is all a reason to change behavior. But Trump isn't rational and he knows his voters aren't here for for moderation, for regulation, for restraint. They're here to see more of the Trump show, even if it sends him to prison, even if they're voting for him while he's in prison. Scott, Trump's language uh, suggests uh, that he might try to challenge standards, laws, customs, traditions, even more in his second term than his first. And we've heard individuals like former Trump communications director Alyssa Farah talk about how the only thing that constrained him in the first term was the idea that if he did X, Y, or Z, he wouldn't get reelected. So, you know, Katie barred the door for the second term. Are you worried at all about what this might mean for American democracy, given what we saw on January 6th? Oh, I'm, I'm quite worried about American institutions and have been for quite some time. I mean, the reality is there's a rising cohort of Americans, and I do think many of them are Trump supporters, but honestly, I think there's a lot of them that are also on the American left that think uh, our institutions are inconvenient and they want what they want and they want it now and they're ready to bypass those institutions. He's obviously promising to do that. Um, and, uh, and uh, you know, the average uh, Trump supporter might say, well, Biden bypasses 
you know, our laws and institutions. So why shouldn't Trump if he gets back in? And so we're on this slippery slope, this, this death spiral whereby institutions just fall by the wayside. So, yeah, I'm, I'm quite concerned about, about the whole thing and, and what it might entail, uh, no matter who wins the 24 election, to be honest. Okay, I, I get that, Scott, but, I mean, Trump supporters staged, they tried to overturn the election. I mean, we all saw it. I mean, there, I, I have plenty of critics on the left. I get that there are unpleasant people on the left, but there's no one on the left who has actually tried to overturn a presidential election. Uh, no, I'm not arguing that they are currently trying to overturn a presidential election. I'm just arguing that for institutional integrity, uh, whether that's in the policy-making sphere or what have you, there are lots of people in the United States involved in American politics uh, that would like to go around uh, normal institutional processes. They don't all exist on the right. They don't all exist sure. as Trump supporters. No, of course. Uh, and, and, you, and you well know, and you well know what my, my views are on January the 6th. I, yeah. I, think you, I think you know where I stand on that matter. Sure, no, of course. Fair enough. Uh, SE, other Republican primary candidates have largely shied away from criticizing Trump on the campaign trail. Uh, I, I spoke with Nikki Haley uh, yesterday, Ambassador Haley. Uh, this was her only uh, criticism of Mr. Trump. I think the majority of Americans know we need a new generational leader, that we need to leave the negativity uh, of the past behind us. The majority of Americans don't want to see a rematch between Trump and Biden. That's been very clear. And the majority of Americans think that we need to go with younger faces, younger voices, and we've got some work to do. It was interesting. Um, At one point, uh, I asked her about the fact that a a candidate who has 91 uh, indictment charge or facing ni- uh, 91 counts of indictment, um, although he's not been convicted of anything, might not be the best standard bearer for a party that considers itself law and order based. And she said, you know, he hasn't been convicted of anything, et cetera, et cetera. He gets his day in court. Obviously true. Um, do you think Republican candidates might start to criticize Trump more if he's convicted? I mean, what do you, what do you think is going to be the, the thing that, that breaks the dam? Oh, gosh, I, I, I don't think anything will break the dam. Um, and we should say Chris Christie's been swinging at Trump pretty right. hard. Absolutely. Should, should, as has Asa Hutchinson. Yes. And right. Will um, but just one of, one of Trump's favorite criticisms of late is is calling someone milk toast. And this was a pretty milk toast way of of going at Trump, saying we need to leave the negativity behind. What about the authoritarianism? What about the criminality? What about abuses of power? What about the gross rhetoric? The problem is for these people to implicate Trump means they also have to implicate his voters. And none are willing to say, listen, white nationalists, proud boys, oath keepers, we don't want you. The Republican Party is not your safe space. You will not find comfort in a Nikki Haley administration. Um, They won't say that because they all still want to win and they all still want, uh, seemingly somehow seem to think that they're gonna get Trump voters if they don't swing at at Trump more um, vigorously, but they can't, they're not gonna win the cult of Trump over. Um, It's just just not gonna happen. There's only one of him uh, for a reason.